Hey, this is Adam Torres, and I'm here to tell you that it has never been easier to start your very own podcast. At Mission Matters, our goal is to amplify stories that matter. That means we want to help you start your podcast because your story matters. We can do this in three different ways. One, join our podcast school and take a free or paid course. Two, visit our resources page where we've already figured out what you need, such as where to host your podcast. Or three, heck, we can even do everything for you through our podcast agency, including editing for cheaper than you can do in-house. Oh, and no contracts, services month to month. Get started by heading over to missionmatters.com and click on Start a Podcast. All right, now let's get into the show. Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Mission Matters Entertainment Podcast, your source for all things entertainment. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right. So today I have on the show Marjorie DeHay, and she is the managing partner over at NTech Law. Marjorie, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Adam. And I do want to take a moment and say I absolutely love what you're doing. I think it's so important for every company to have a mission and to have a purpose. And I love how your podcast really brings on a lot of interesting, diverse voices to talk about the changing industries, to talk about what's happening in the world. So thank you so much for having me on your show. Awesome. And we're happy to have you here today. And I'm excited about today's topic. So I know you're in the middle of all this with what you do. We're going to talk about how the entertainment industry is evolving um, due to COVID-19. But before we get into that, um, let's just go a little bit further into what you're doing over at NTech Law. Tell us a little bit more about your firm, please. Sure. Um, I've been an attorney. I've worked for MGM Studios. I've worked for um, I worked for the Irish government, running media and entertainment, helping entrepreneurs really grow on an international level. So I've done a lot of interesting things in my career. And one thing that I am very passionate about is helping, for lack of a better word, the little guy really get their content made, get their voices heard. So I work with a lot of writers. I work with animation studios. I work with production companies, really helping them understand and navigate the studio system because, again, it can be very overwhelming if you've never done a film before or a TV project before, or even I work with a lot of tech startups. If you're all of a sudden thrown into this world where you're overwhelmed by all sorts of different agreements and you can take a lot of missteps, so I really try to help the little guy and little girl, for lack of a better word, um, really help them navigate a very complex system. That's awesome. And I think that's a, a great transition, too. So let's go into today's topic. So how the entertainment industry is evolving um, due to COVID-19. So I know you're in the middle of this. Um, where do you want to start with this one? Well, I think what's been the biggest changes, obviously, is on the distribution side, the theatrical releases have obviously been a big part of any movie, a big source of revenue, a big source of ongoing revenue. So when you cut that supply chain, it's going to have ramifications for the next five, ten years. And, you know, people have said that it could possibly kill the theatrical, but I really hope that 
This is a pause in theatrical, and then it will be back bigger and stronger than ever because there is an experience when you watch a movie in a theater that's much different from watching it at home. The other things obviously impacted our production, like physical production. I've done a lot of physical production, and the changes are really challenging, especially when you have large productions that are getting shut down very quickly. So that for a producer, director, it's hard because you want to get your project done. You've gone through all the hoops to get your project to that point. So once you start impacting physical production, then that's like basically putting a stranglehold on all future content. Uh, yeah, I, I see I see that happening, and it's so tricky because obviously we're in when we're recording this right now. It's, it's you know we're in June of or excuse me July of 2020, so we're still in the middle of this. Depending on when somebody's listening to this, but we don't really know what's next, especially with theatrical and other things like that because the finances and then also people's you know behaviors and is it going to be enough being at home or not? And what is the what does that mean like for the for the production going forward? And do people want to go into theaters again or do they not want to? Like all these different um, patterns and things. So how does that, I know you work with a lot of different clients in these different lines. How are they pivoting or how are they kind of changing their thought process around this to, to keep things going and to, you know, keep, keep content coming out essentially because it has to keep continuing? Well, I think a lot of writers have taken this as a, as a great time to actually like be 100% on focus on writing and creating new content. So I think we're going to see a lot of surging in like really well written content from writers who actually had a chance to step back and really focus 100% on their writing. The other things that I think are going to happen is we're going to see new voices emerge. We're going to see people who are creative storytellers emerge. And what has been nice about Netflix and Hulu and Amazon is they have always embraced unique and diverse voices, which I think has been part of their like ongoing mantra. And so I think we're going to see like real true creativity rise, like people who can think outside of, of the box. Um, I did have a friend who did a entire movie where they sent equipment to each of the actors and they did it over Zoom. So it, it was very clever. So you're going to see people coming up with clever ways to make films and produce content. Wow, that's interesting, and it, and it does make sense, too. And it's funny that you say that when you say, you know, people are going to almost be forced to. It's true, so it's weird, but I can think about even on our end over here, like some of the things I've been putting off, the creative stuff, the other things that, you know, I just didn't have time for, all of a sudden you have time for them, like reformatting shows and, and changing around production and other things. Why? Because you don't have anything else to do. What else are you going to do? So it's like I might as well get this done. So I think we've, we've got quite a bit of a, a burst of creativity on our end over here and how we do production so i can't imagine what it's doing for other people that are not that are used to maybe having some distractions such as myself or maybe i'm the only one i'll just pick on myself i i have all the distractions <laughs> whatever uh, and don't always get everything done maybe i'm the only one okay listening yeah whatever uh now you're just stuck at home or wherever you're at and you're like well i might as well get this project done so if you're out there listening to this right now and you're thinking about what to do next finish that dang script right <laughs> Yeah, finish the script, figure out a clever way, because I think the thing that holds people back is everybody's waiting for permission to create content. And mm -hmm. I know that the, the you know, 
millennials and Gen Zs aren't waiting for permission. They're out and creating all the time, and that's why we see all these clever and new things. But, you know, there's these whole generations that were like, well, there's a process I have to follow, and I have to do X, Y, Z. You know, I've got to get an agent. I've got to let them pitch me, et cetera. But you start to see these barriers that have been created over time start to change and evolve where creative people, diverse people, people who have something unique to say, all of a sudden can have a voice. And that's very exciting. So I know COVID has slowed things down, but it's also made everybody pause and think, what content's important? Who are we not hearing out in the world that has a unique voice, that has a great story, that never had a chance to tell that story before? And now we're hearing those voices, and that's a great thing. That's awesome. Um, and you're right. That is, that is, I guess, if we have, if I, I'm a silver lining guy, whatever, um, I do like to look for the positive, and that is one of the positives that I think, I hope, will come out of all of this. So, um, Marjorie, final question. So, two-part question. Uh, so, number one, if somebody is listening to this, and they want to learn more about Entech Law and what you and your team do. Um, number one, what are typically the right types of fit that are that are good to work with Entech Law? Number one, and number two, what's the best way for them to reach out? Well, I always, you know, I, I think LinkedIn is a great tool for reaching out to anyone. So I always say, you know, definitely reach out on LinkedIn. I've created some great relationships over LinkedIn. So happy to connect with people. And then we also have a website, entechlaw.com, that tells a little bit more about what we do. And I think who we like to work with is people who are creative, who want to make a change, who are really, you know, driven to create great content and really just fun to work with, easy to work with, that are willing to expand their horizons, willing to, like, you know, take a chance on themselves because I think that's what stops people is their own self-doubt. So we really like to encourage people. So I've worked with a lot of different people, seen their evolution, and that, for me, feels very empowering because when you see somebody who has their first screenplay or their 10th screenplay and see that evolution over time, you're like, wow, this is an amazing thing to see, creation, start to finish, and then just evolve. So we like to work with creative people. We like to, you know, really help those people who want to take a chance in Hollywood and really understand the process and help them understand the process because it's constantly changing. And I think and I think you'll agree as a content maker, it's like things you did five years ago are different now. You know, how content has evolved is different. So you know, we, we re- I'm really open. I like to talk to people. I like to create those long-term relationships. So two great ways to reach out are LinkedIn and um, mtechlaw.com. Fantastic. Well, Marjorie, really appreciate you coming on the show today and uh, sharing more about your background and all the great things that you're doing. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave me a review in the Apple iTunes store. And if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, Mission Matters Money, definitely give us a subscribe there, but also leave some comments in the video. Love to know what kind of projects and things that you're working on. And Marjorie, thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it.